The Letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Ephesians Ignatius, who is also called Theophorus, unto her who has been blessed in greatness through the plentitude of God the Father, which hath been foreordained before the ages to be forever unto abiding and unchanging glory, united and elect in a true passion by the will of the Father and of Jesus Christ our God, even unto the church which is in Ephesus of Asia, worthy of all felicitation. Abundant greeting in Christ Jesus and in blameless joy. While I welcomed in God your well-beloved name, which you bear by natural right, in an upright and virtuous mind, by faith and love in Christ Jesus our Savior, being imitators of God, and having your hearts kindled in the blood of God, ye have perfectly fulfilled your congenial work. For when ye heard that I was on my way from Syria in bonds for the sake of the common name and hope, and was hoping through your prayers to succeed in fighting with wild beasts in Rome, that by so succeeding I might have power to be a disciple, ye were eager to visit me. Seeing then that in God's name I have received your whole multitude in the person of Onesimus, whose love passeth utterance, and who is moreover your bishop. And I pray that ye may love him according to Jesus Christ, and that ye all may be like him. For blessed is he that granted unto you, according to your deserving, to have such a bishop. But as touching my fellow-servant Burrus, who by the will of God is your deacon, blessed in all things, I pray that he may remain with me, to the honor of yourselves and of your bishop. Yea, and Crocus also, who is worthy of God and of you, whom I received as a sample of the love which you bear me. He hath relieved me in all ways. Even so may the Father of Jesus Christ refresh him. Together with Anesimus and Burrus and Euplus and Fronto, in whom I saw you all with the eyes of love. May I have joy of you always, if so be I am worthy of it. It is therefore meet for you in every way to glorify Jesus Christ, who glorified you, that being perfectly joined together in one submission, submitting yourselves to your bishop and your priests, ye may be sanctified in all things. I do not command you, as though I were something, for even though I am in bonds for the name's sake, I am not yet perfected in Jesus Christ. For now I am beginning to be a disciple, and I speak to you as to my schoolfellows, for I ought to be trained by you for the contest in faith, in admonition, in endurance, in long-suffering. But since love does not suffer me to be silent concerning you, therefore was I forward to exert, exhort you that you run in harmony with the mind of God. For Jesus Christ also, our inseparable life, is the mind of the Father, is in the mind of the Father, even as the bishops that are settled in the farthest parts of the earth 
are in the mind of Jesus Christ. So then, it becomes you to run in harmony with the mind of the bishop, which thing also you do. For your honorable priests, which is worthy of God, is attuned to the bishop, even as its strings to a lyre. Therefore, in your concord and harmonious love, Jesus Christ is sung. And do you, each and all, form yourselves into a chorus, that being harmonious in concord, and singing in the key of God, ye may in unison sing with one voice through Jesus Christ to the Father, that he may both hear you and acknowledge you by your good deeds to be members of his Son. It is therefore profitable for you to be in blameless unity, that you may also be partakers of God always. For if I, in a short time, had such converse with your bishop, which was not after the manner of men, but in the spirit, how much more do I congratulate you, who are closely joined with him, as the church is with Jesus Christ, and as Jesus Christ is with the Father, that all things may be harmonious in unity. Let no man be deceived. If any one be not within the precinct of the altar, he lacks the bread of God. For if the prayer of one and another has so great a force, how much more that of the bishop and of the whole church? Whosoever, therefore, comes not to the congregation, he does thereby show his pride and has separated himself. For it is written, God resists the proud. Let us therefore be careful not to resist the bishop, that by our submission we may give ourselves to God. And, in proportion as a man sees that his bishop is silent, let him fear him the more. For every one whom the master of the household sends to be steward over his own house, we ought so to receive as him that sent him. Plainly, therefore, we ought to regard the bishop as if the Lord himself. Now, Onesimus, of his own accord, highly praises your orderly conduct in God, for that you all live according to truth, and that no heresy hath a home among you. Nay, you do not so much as listen to any one if he spoke of anything else save concerning Jesus Christ in truth. For some are wont of malicious guile, to hawk about the name, while they do certain other things unworthy of God. These men you ought to shun, like wild beasts, for they are mad dogs biting by stealth, against whom you ought to be on your guard, for they are hard to heal. There is only one physician of flesh and of spirit, generate and ingenerate, God in man, true life in death, Son of Mary and Son of God, first suffering and then impassable, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let no one therefore deceive you, as indeed you are not deceived, seeing that you belong wholly to God. For when no lust is established in you which has power to torment you, then truly you live after God.
I devote myself for you, and I dedicate myself as an offering for the church of you Ephesians, which is famous unto all the ages. They that are of the flesh cannot do the things of the Spirit, neither can they that are of the Spirit do the things of the flesh, even as faith cannot do the things of unfaithfulness, neither unfaithfulness the things of faith. Nay, even those things which ye do after the flesh are spiritual, for ye do all things in Jesus Christ. But I have learned that certain persons pass through you from yonder, bringing evil doctrine, whom you suffered not to sow seed in you, for you stopped your ears that you may not receive the seed sown by them. For as much as ye are stones of a temple, which were prepared beforehand for a building of God the Father, being hoisted up to the heights through the engine of Jesus Christ, which is the cross, and using for a rope the Holy Spirit, while your faith is your windlass, and love is the way which leadeth up to God. So, then, ye are all companions in the way, carrying your God and your shrine, your Christ and your holy things, being arrayed from head to foot in the commandments of Jesus Christ. And I, too, taking part in the festivity, am permitted by letter to bear you company and to rejoice with you, that you set not your love on anything after the common life of men, but only on God. And pray you also without ceasing for the rest of mankind, for there is in them a hope of repentance, that they may find God. Therefore, permit them to take lessons at least from your works. Against their outbursts of wrath, be meek. Against their proud words, be humble. Against their insults, set you your prayers. Against their errors, be you steadfast in the faith. Against their fierceness, be gentle. And be not zealous to imitate them by returning what they do. Let us show ourselves their brothers by our forbearance. But let us be zealous to be imitators of the Lord, vying with each other who shall suffer the greater wrong, who shall be defrauded, who shall be set at nothing, that no herb of the devil be found in you. But in all purity and temperance abide you in the Christ Jesus, with your flesh and with your spirit. These are the last times. Therefore, henceforth let us have reverence. Let us fear the long-suffering of God, lest it turn into a judgment against us. For either let us fear the wrath which is to come, or let us love the grace which now is, one or the other, provided only that we be found in Christ Jesus unto true life. Let nothing glitter in your eyes apart from him in whom I carry about my bonds, my spiritual pearls in which I would fain rise again through your prayer, whereof may it be my lot to be always a partaker, that I may be found in the company of those Christians of Ephesus who, moreover, were ever of one mind with the apostles, 
in the power of Jesus Christ. I know who I am and to whom I write. I am a convict. You have received mercy. I am in peril. You are established. You are the high road of those that are on their way to die to God. You are associates in the mysteries with Paul, who was sacrificed, who obtained a good report, who is worthy of all felicitation, in whose footsteps I would fain be found treading when I shall attain unto God, who in every letter makes mention of you in Christ Jesus. Do your diligence, therefore, to meet together more frequently for thanksgiving to God and for his glory. For when you meet together frequently, the powers of Satan are cast down, and his mischief comes to naught in the concord of your faith. There is nothing better than peace, in which all warfare of things in heaven and things on earth is abolished. None of these things is hidden from you, if you be perfect in your faith and love towards Jesus Christ. For these are the beginning and end of life. Faith is the beginning, and love is the end. And the two being found in unity are God, while all things else follow in their train unto true nobility. No man professing faith sins, and no man possessing love hates. The tree is manifest from its fruit. So they that profess to be Christ's shall be seen through their actions. For the work is not a thing of profession now, but is seen then, when one is found in the power of faith unto the end. It is better to keep silence and to be, than to talk and not to be. It is a fine thing to teach if the speaker practice. Now, there is one teacher who spoke and it came to pass. Yea, and even the things which he hath done in silence are worthy of the Father. He that truly possesses the word of Jesus is able also to hearken unto his silence, that he may be perfect, that through his speech he may act, and through his silence he may be known. Nothing is hidden from the Lord, but even our secrets are near to him. Let us therefore do all things as knowing that he dwells in us, to the end that we may be his temples, and he himself may be in us as our God. This is so, and it will also be made clear in our sight from the love which we rightly bear towards him. Be not deceived, my brethren. Corruptors of houses shall not inherit the kingdom of God. If, then, they which do these things after the flesh are put to death, how much more if a man through evil doctrine corrupt the faith of God for which Jesus Christ was crucified? Such a man, having defiled himself, shall go into the unquenchable fire, and in like manner also shall he that hearkeneth unto him for this cause, the Lord received ointment on his head, that he might breathe incorruption upon the church. Be not anointed with the ill odor of the teaching of the prince of this world, lest he lead you captive, 
and rob you of the life which is set before you. And wherefore do we not all walk prudently, receiving the knowledge of God, which is Jesus Christ? Why do we perish in our folly, not knowing the gift of grace which the Lord has truly sent? My spirit is made an off-scouring for the cross, which is a stumbling block to those who are unbelievers, but to us salvation and life eternal. Where is the wise? Where is the disputer? Where is the boasting of them that are called prudent? For our God, Jesus the Christ, was conceived in the womb by Mary, according to a dispensation, of the seed of David, but also of the Holy Ghost. And he was born and was baptized, that by his passion he might cleanse water. And hidden from the prince of this world were the virginity of Mary, and her childbearing, and likewise also the death of the Lord, three mysteries to be cried aloud, which were wrought in the silence of God. How, then, were they made manifest to the ages? A star shone forth in the heaven above all the stars, and its light was unutterable, and its strangeness caused amazement, and all the rest of the constellations, with the sun and the moon, formed themselves into a chorus about the star. But the star itself far outshone them all. And there was perplexity to know whence came this strange appearance, which was so unlike them. From that time forward every sorcery and every spell was dissolved. The ignorance of wickedness vanished away. The ancient kingdom was pulled down. When God appeared in the likeness of man unto newness of everlasting life, and that which had been perfected in the counsels of God began to take effect. From then on all things were perturbed, because the abolishing of death was taken in hand. If Jesus Christ should count me worthy through your prayer, and if it should be the divine will, in my second tract, which I intend to write to you, I will further set before you the dispensation whereof I have begun to speak, relating to the new man, Jesus Christ, which consists in faith towards him and in love towards him, in his passion and resurrection, especially if the Lord should reveal anything to me. Assemble yourselves together in common, every one of you severally, man by man, in grace, in one faith and one Jesus Christ, who after the flesh was of David's race, who is son of man and son of God, to the end that you may obey the bishop and the priests without distraction of mind, breaking one bread, which is the medicine of immortality and the antidote that we should not die, but live forever in Jesus Christ. I am devoted to you and to those whom, for the honor of God, you sent to Smyrna, from whence, from whence also I write unto you with thanksgiving to the Lord, having love for Polycarp, as I have for you also. Remember me, even as I would that Jesus Christ may also remember you. Pray for the church which is in Syria, whence I am led a prisoner to Rome, I who am the very last of the faithful there. 
according as I was counted worthy to be, to be found unto the honor of God. Farewell, in God the Father, and in Jesus Christ, our common hope. End of St. Ignatius of Antioch's Letter to the Ephesians The Letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Magnesians Translated by Lightfoot and Harmer Ignatius, who is also Theophorus, unto her which hath been blessed through the grace of God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior, in whom I salute the church which is in Magnesia on the Meander River, and I wish her abundant greeting in God the Father and in Jesus Christ. When I learned of the exceeding good order of your love in the ways of God, I was gladdened, and I determined to address you in the faith of Jesus Christ. For being counted worthy to bear a most godly name in these bonds which I carry about, I sing the praise of the churches, and I pray that there may be in them union of the flesh and of the spirit, which are Jesus Christ's, our never-failing life, a union of faith and of love which is preferred before all things, and, what is more than all, a union with Jesus and with the Father, in whom, if we endure patiently all the despite of the prince of this world and escape therefrom, we shall attain unto God. Forasmuch, then, as I was permitted to see you in the person of Damas, your godly bishop, and your worthy priests, Bassus and Apollonius, and my fellow-servant, the deacon Zotion, of whom I would fain have joy, for that he is subject to the bishop as to the grace of God, and to the priests as to the law of Jesus Christ, yea, and it becomes you also not to presume upon the youth of your bishop but according to the power of God the Father, to render unto him all reverence, even as I have learned that the holy priests also have not taken advantage of his outwardly youthful estate, but give place to him as to one prudent in God. Yet not to him, but to the Father of Jesus Christ, even to the Bishop of all. For the honor, therefore, of him that desired you, it is meet that you should be obedient without dissimulation. For a man doth not so much deceive this bishop who is seen, as cheat that other who is invisible. And in such a case he must reckon not with flesh, but with God, who knows the hidden things. It is therefore meet that we not only be called Christian, but also be such. Even as some persons have the bishop's name on their lips, but in everything act apart from him. Such men appear to me not to keep a good conscience, for as much as they do not assemble themselves together lawfully, according to commandment. Seeing then that all things have an end, and these two, life and death, are set before us together, and each man shall go to his own place, for just as there are two coinages, one of God and the other of the world, and each of them hath its proper stamp impressed upon it, the unbelievers the stamp of this world, but the faithful in love the stamp of God the Father through Jesus Christ, through whom, unless of our own free choice, we accept to die unto his passion, his life is not in us. 
Seeing then, that in the aforementioned persons I beheld your whole people in faith, and embraced them, I advise you, be zealous to do all things in godly concord, the bishop presiding after the likeness of God, and the, pres and the pr priests after the likeness of the council of the apostles, with the deacons also, who are most dear to me, having been entrusted with the diaconate of Jesus Christ, who was with the Father before the worlds, and appeared at the end of time. Therefore do you all study conformity to God, and pay reverence one to another, and let no man regard his neighbor after the flesh, but love ye one another in Christ Jesus always. Let there be nothing among you which shall have power to divide you, but be united with the bishop and with them that preside over you as a sample and a lesson of incorruptibility. Therefore, as the Lord did nothing without the Father, being united to him, either by himself or by the apostles, so neither do you anything without the bishop and the priests. And attempt not to think anything right for yourselves apart from others, but let there be one prayer in common, one supplication, one mind, one hope, in love and in joy unblameable, which is Jesus Christ, than whom there is nothing better. Hasten to come together, all of you, as to one temple, even God, as to one altar, even to one Jesus Christ, who came forth from one Father, and is with one, and departed unto one. Be not seduced by strange doctrines, nor by antiquated fables which are profitless. For even if unto this day we live after the matter of Judaism, we avow that we have not received grace. For the divine prophets lived after Christ Jesus. For this cause also they were persecuted, being inspired by his grace to the end that they which are disobedient might be fully persuaded that there is one God who manifested himself through Jesus Christ his Son, who is his word that proceeded from silence, who in all things was well-pleasing unto him that sent him. If, then, those who had walked in ancient practices attained unto newness of hope, no longer observing Sabbaths, but fashioning their lives after the Lord's day, on which our life also arose through him and through his death, which some men deny, a mystery whereby we attained unto belief, and for this cause we endure patiently, that we may be found disciples of Jesus Christ, our only teacher. If this be so, how shall we be able to live apart from him, seeing that even the prophets, being his disciples, were expecting him as their teacher through the Spirit? And for this cause, he whom they rightly awaited when he came, raised them from the dead. Therefore, let us not be insensible to his goodness. For if he should imitate us according to our deeds, we are lost. For this cause, seeing that we are become his disciples, let us learn to live as beseems Christianity. For whosoever is called by another name besides this is not of God. Therefore, 
put away the vile leaven which has waxed stale and sour, and betake yourselves to the new leaven, which is Jesus Christ. Be ye salted in him, that none among you grow putrid, seeing that by your savour you shall be proved. It is monstrous to talk of Jesus Christ and to practice Judaism. For Christianity did not believe in Judaism, but Judaism in Christianity, wherein every tongue believed and was gathered together unto God. Now, these things I say, my dearly beloved, not because I have learned that any of you are so minded, but as being less than any of you, I would have you on your guard betimes, that you fall not into the snares of vain doctrine, but be fully persuaded concerning the birth and the passion and the resurrection, which took place in the time of the governorship of Pontius Pilate. For these things were truly and certainly done by Jesus Christ, our hope. From which hope may it not befall any of you to be turned aside? Let me have joy of you in all things, if I be worthy. For even though I am in bonds, yet am I not comparable to one of you who are at liberty. I know that you are not puffed up, for you have Jesus Christ in yourselves. And when I praise you, I know that you only feel the more shame. As it is written, The righteous man is a self-accuser. Do your diligence, therefore, that you be confirmed in the ordinances of the Lord and of the apostles, that ye may prosper in all things whatsoever you do, in flesh and spirit, by faith and by love, in the Son and Father and Spirit, in the beginning and in the end, with your revered bishop and with the fitly wreathed spiritual circlet of your priests, and with the deacons who walk after God. Be obedient to the bishop and to one another, as Jesus Christ was to the Father, according to the flesh, and as the apostles were to Christ and to the Father, that there may be union both of flesh and of spirit. Knowing that you are full of God, I have exhorted you briefly. Remember me in your prayers, that I may attain unto God. And remember also the church which is in Syria, whereof I am not worthy to be called a member. For I have need of your united prayer and love in God, that it may be granted to the church which is in Syria to be refreshed by the dew of your fervent supplication. The Ephesians salute you from Smyrna, from whence I also write to you. They are here with me for the glory of God, as also are ye. And they have comforted me in all things, together with Polycarp, the bishop of the Smyrnians. Yes, and all the other churches salute you in the honor of Jesus Christ. Farewell, in godly concord, and possess ye a steadfast spirit, which is Jesus Christ. End of the letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Magnesians The letter of Ignatius to the Philadelphians Ignatius, who is also called Theophorus, to the Church of God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, which is at Philadelphia in Asia, 
which has obtained mercy, and is established in the harmony of God, and rejoiceth unceasingly in the passion of our Lord, and is filled with all mercy through his resurrection, which I salute in the blood of Jesus Christ, who is our eternal and enduring joy, especially if men are in unity with the bishop, the presbyters, and the deacons, who have been appointed according to the mind of Jesus Christ, whom he has established in security, after his own will, and by his Holy Spirit. Which bishop, I know, obtained the ministry which pertains to the common weal, not of himself, neither by men nor through vainglory, but by the love of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, at whose meekness I am struck with admiration, and who, by his silence, is able to accomplish more than those who vainly talk. For he is in harmony with the commandments of God, even as the harp is with its strings. Wherefore, my soul declares his mind towards God a happy one, knowing it to be virtuous and perfect, and that his stability, as well as freedom from all anger, is after the example of the infinite meekness of the living God. Wherefore, as children of light and truth, flee from division and wicked doctrines. But where the shepherd is, do you, like sheep, follow. For there are many wolves that appear worthy of credit, who by means of a pernicious pleasure carry away as captives those that are running towards God. But in your unity they shall have no place. Keep yourselves from those evil plants which Jesus Christ does not tend, because they are not the planting of the Father. Not that I have found any division among you, but exceeding purity. For as many as are of God and of Jesus Christ are also with the bishop. And as many as shall, in the exercise of repentance, return into the unity of the church, these too shall belong to God, that they may live according to Jesus Christ. Do not err, my brethren, if any man follows him that makes a schism in the church, he shall not inherit the kingdom of God. If any one walks according to a strange opinion, he agrees not with the passion of Christ. Take heed, then, to have but one Eucharist, for there is one flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ, and one cup to show forth the unity of his blood, one altar, as there is one bishop, along with the presbytery and the deacons, my fellow servants. That so, whatsoever you do, you may do it according to the will of God. My brethren, I am greatly enlarged in loving you, and rejoicing exceedingly over you. I seek to secure your safety. Yet it is not I, but Jesus Christ, for whose sake, being bound, I fear the more, inasmuch as I am not yet perfect. But your prayer to God shall make me perfect, that I may attain to that portion which through mercy has been allotted me, while I flee to the gospel as to the flesh of Jesus, 
and to the apostles, as to the presbytery of the church. And let us also love the prophets, because they too have proclaimed the gospel and placed their hope in him, and waited for him, in whom also believing they were saved, through union to Jesus Christ, being holy men worthy of love and admiration, having had witness borne to them by Jesus Christ, and being reckoned along with in the gospel of the common hope. But if anyone preach the Jewish law to you, listen not to him. For it is better to hearken to Christian doctrine from a man who has been circumcised than to, Juda than to Judaism from one uncircumcised. But if either of such persons do not speak concerning Jesus Christ, they are in my judgment but like monuments and sepulchres of the dead, upon which are written only the names of men. Flee, therefore, the wicked devices and snares of the prince of this world, lest at any time, being conquered by his artifices, you grow weak in your love. But be ye all joined together with an undivided heart. And I thank my God that I have a good conscience in respect to you, and that no one has it in his power to boast, either privately or publicly, that I have burdened any one, either in much or in little. And I wish for all among whom I have spoken that they may not possess that for a testimony against them. For though some would have deceived me according to the flesh, yet the Spirit, as being from God, is not deceived. For it knows both whence it comes and whither it goes, and detects the secrets of the heart. For when I was among you, I cried, I spoke with a loud voice, Give heed to the bishop, and to the presbytery, and the deacons. Now some suspected me of having spoken thus, as knowing beforehand the division caused by some among you. But he is my witness, for whose sake I am in bonds, that I got no intelligence from any man. But the Spirit proclaimed these words, Do nothing without the bishop. Keep your bodies as temples of God. Love unity. Avoid divisions. Be followers of Jesus Christ, even as he is of his Father. I therefore did what belonged to me, as a man devoted to unity. For where there is division and wrath, God does not dwell. To all them that repent, the Lord grants forgiveness, if they turn in penitence to the unity of God, and to communion with the bishop. I trust, as to you, in the grace of Jesus Christ, who shall free you from every bond, and I exhort you to do nothing out of strife, but according to the doctrine of Christ. When I heard some saying, If I do not find it in the ancient scriptures, I will not believe the gospel. On my saying to them, It is written, they answered me, That remains to be proved. But to me, Jesus Christ is in the place of all that is ancient, his cross and death 
and resurrection and the faith which is by him are undefiled monuments of antiquity by which I desire through your prayers to be justified. The priests indeed are good, but the high priest is better, to whom the Holy of Holies has been committed, and who alone has been trusted with the secrets of God. He is the door of the Father, by which enter in Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and the prophets, and the apostles, and the church. All these have for their object the attaining to the unity of God. But the gospel possesses something transcendent above the former dispensation, that being the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ, his passion and resurrection. For the beloved prophets announced him, but the gospel is the perfection of immortality. All these things are good together if you believe in love. Since, according to your prayers and the compassion which you feel in Christ Jesus, it is reported to me that the church which is in Antioch in Syria possesses peace, it will become you, as a church of God, to elect a deacon to act as the ambassador of God for you to the brethren there, that he may rejoice along with them when they are met together, and glorify the name of God, Blessed is he in Jesus Christ, who shall be deemed worthy of such a ministry, and ye too shall be glorified. And if ye are willing, it is not beyond your power to do this, for the sake of God. As also the nearest churches have sent, in some cases bishops, and in others presbyters and deacons. Now, as to Philo the deacon of Cilicia, a man of reputation who still ministers to me in the word of God, along with Rius Agathopus, an elect man who has followed me from Syria, not regarding his life. These bear witness in your behalf, and I myself give thanks to God for you that ye have received them, even as the Lord you. But may those that dishonored him, them be forgiven through the grace of Jesus Christ. The love of the brethren at Troas salutes you. Whence also I write to you by Burus, who was sent along with me by the Ephesians and the Smyrnians to show their respect. May the Lord Jesus Christ honor them, in whom they hope, in flesh and soul and faith and love and concord. Farewell, in Christ Jesus, our common hope. End of St. Ignatius of Antioch's Letter to the Philadelphians The Letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to St. Polycarp Translated by Lightfoot and Harmer Ignatius, who is also Theophorus, unto Polycarp, who is bishop of the Church of the Smyrnians, or rather, who hath for his bishop God the Father and Jesus Christ. Abundant greeting. Welcoming thy godly mind, which is grounded, as it were, on an immovable rock, I give exceeding glory that it hath been vouchsafed me to see thy blameless face, whereof I would fain have joy in God. 
I exhort thee in the grace wherewith thou art clothed, to press forward in thy course, and to exhort all men that they may be saved. Vindicate thine office in all diligence of flesh and of spirit. Have a care for union. There is nothing better than that. Bear all men, as the Lord also bears thee. Suffer all men in love, as also thou dost. Give thyself to unceasing prayers. Ask for larger wisdom than thou hast. Be watchful, and keep thy spirit from slumbering. Speak to each man severally, after the manner of God. Bear the maladies of all, like a perfect athlete. Where there is more toil, there is much gain. If thou lovest good scholars, this is not thankworthy in thee. Rather, bring the more pestilent to submission by gentleness. All wounds are not healed by the same salve. Allay sharp pains by fomentations. Be as wise as the serpent in all things, and guileless always as the dove. Therefore art thou made of flesh and spirit, that thou mayest humor the things which appear before thine eyes. And as for the invisible things, pray thou that they may be revealed unto thee, that thou mayest be lacking in nothing, but mayest abound in every spiritual gift. The season requires thee, as pilots require winds, or as a storm-tossed mariner a haven, that it may attain unto God. Be sober, as God's athlete. The prize is incorruption and life eternal, concerning which thou also art persuaded. In all things I am devoted to thee, I and my bonds which thou didst cherish. Let not those that seem to be plausible, and yet teach strange doctrine, dismay thee. Stand firm, like an anvil when it is hit. It is the part of a great athlete to receive blows and be victorious. But especially we must for God's sake endure all things, that he also may endure us. Be thou more diligent than thou art. Mark the seasons. Await him that is above every season, the eternal, the invisible, who became visible for our sake, the impalpable, the impassable, who suffered for our sake, who endured in all ways for our sake. Let not widows be neglected. After the Lord, be thou their protector. Let nothing be done without thy consent. Neither do thou anything without the consent of God, as indeed thou dost not. Be steadfast. Let meetings be held more frequently. Seek out all men by name. Despise not slaves, whether men or women. Yet let not these again be puffed up, but let them serve the more faithfully to the glory of God, that they may obtain a better freedom from God. Let them not desire to be set free at the public cost, lest they be found slaves of lust. Flee evil arts, or rather, hold thou discourse about these, 
tell my sisters to love the Lord and to be content with their husbands, in flesh and in spirit. In like manner, also charge my brothers, as in the name of Jesus Christ, to love their wives, as the Lord loved the church. As if anyone is able to abide in chastity to the honor of the flesh of the Lord, let him so abide without boasting. If he boast, he is lost. And if it be known beyond the bishop, he is polluted. It becomes men and women, too, when they marry, to unite themselves with the consent of the bishop, that the marriage may be after the Lord, and not after concupiscence. Let all things be done to the honor of God. Give ye heed to the bishop, that God also may give heed to you. I am devoted to those who are subject to the bishop, the priests, and the deacons. May it be granted me to have my portion with them in the presence of God. Toil together, one with another. Struggle together, run together, suffer together, lie down together, rise up together. As God's stewards and assessors and ministers. Please the captain in whose army you serve from whom also you will receive your pay. Let none of you be found a deserter. Let your baptism abide with you as your shield, your faith as your helmet, your love as your spear, your patience as your body armor. Let your works be your deposits, that you may receive the assets due to you. Be ye therefore long-suffering one with another, in gentleness, as God is with you. May I have joy of you always. Seeing that the church which is in Antioch of Syria hath peace, as it has been reported to me, through your prayers, I myself also have been the more comforted, since God has banished my care. If so be, I may through suffering attain unto God, that I may be found a disciple, through your intercession. It becomes thee, most blessed Polycarp, to call together a godly council and elect someone among you who is very dear to you, and zealous also, who shall be fit to bear the name of God's courier. To appoint him, I say, that he may go to Syria and glorify your zealous love unto the glory of God. A Christian hath no authority over himself, but gives his time to God. This is God's work, and yours also when you shall complete it. For I trust in the divine grace that you are ready for an act of well-doing which is meet for God. Knowing the fervor of your sincerity, I have exhorted you in a short letter. Since I have not been able to write to all the churches, by reason of my sailing suddenly from Troas to Neapolis, as the divine will enjoins, Thou shalt write to the churches in front, as one possessing the mind of God, to the intent that they also may do this same thing. Let those who are able send messengers, and the rest letters by the persons who are sent by thee, that ye may be glorified by an ever-memorable deed, for this is worthy of thee. I salute all by name and especially the wife of Epitropus, with her whole household and her children. I salute Adelus, my dear. 
I salute him that shall be appointed to go to Syria. Grace shall be with him always, and with Polycarp who sendeth him. I bid you farewell always in our God Jesus Christ, in whom abide ye in the unity and supervision of God. I salute Alke, a name very dear to me. Farewell in the Lord. End of the letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to Polycarp The Epistle of Ignatius of Antioch to the Romans Ignatius, who is also called Theophorus, to the church which has obtained mercy through the majesty of the Most High Father and Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, the church which is beloved and enlightened by the will of him that willeth all things, which are according to the love of Jesus Christ our God, which also presides in the place of the report of the Romans, worthy of God, worthy of honor, worthy of the highest happiness, worthy of praise, worthy of obtaining her every desire, worthy of being deemed holy, and which presides over love, is named from Christ and from the Father, which I also salute in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, to those who are united, both according to the flesh and the Spirit, to every one of his commandments, who are filled inseparably with the grace of God, and are purified from every strange taint, abundance of happiness unblameably, in Jesus Christ our God. Chapter 1 As a prisoner I hope to see you. Through prayer in God I have obtained the privilege of seeing your most worthy faces, and have even been granted more than I requested. For I hope, as a prisoner in Christ Jesus, to salute you, if indeed it be the will of God that I be thought worthy of attaining unto the end. For the beginning has been well ordered, if I may obtain grace to cling to my lot without hindrance unto the end. For I am afraid of your love, Yes, lest it should do me an injury. For it is easy for you to accomplish what you please, but it is difficult for me to attain to God if you spare me. But it is difficult for me to attain to God if ye do not spare me, under the pretense of carnal affection. Chapter 2 Do not save me from martyrdom. For it is not my desire to act towards you as a man-pleaser, but as pleasing God, even as also ye please him. For neither shall I ever have such opportunity of attaining to God, nor will ye, if ye shall now be silent, ever be entitled to the honor of a better work. For if ye are silent concerning me, I shall become God's. But if ye show your love to my flesh, I shall again have to run my race. Pray, then, do not seek to confer any greater favor upon me than that I be sacrificed to God while the altar is still prepared, that being gathered together in love, ye may sing praise to the Father, through Christ Jesus, that God has deemed me the Bishop of Syria, worthy to be sent for from the east unto the west. It is good to set from the world unto God, that I may rise again to him. Chapter 3 Pray rather that I may attain to martyrdom. Ye have never envied anyone, ye have taught others. 
now i desire that those things may be confirmed by your conduct which in your instructions ye enjoin on others only request in my behalf both inward and outward strength that i may not only speak but truly will so that i may not merely be called a christian but really found to be one for if i be truly found a christian i may also be called one and be then deemed faithful when i shall no longer appear to the world nothing visible is eternal for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal the christian is not the result of persuasion but of power when he is hated by the world he is beloved of god for says scripture if ye were of this world the world would love its own but now ye are not of this world for i have chosen you out of it continue in fellowship with me chapter four allow me to fall a prey to the wild beasts i write to all the churches and impress on them all that i shall willingly die for god unless ye hinder me i beseech of you not to show an unseasonable good will towards me suffer me to become food for the wild beasts through whose instrumentality it will be granted me to attain to god i am the wheat of god and am ground by the teeth of the wild beasts that i may be found the pure bread of god rather entice the wild beasts that they may become my tomb and may leave nothing of my body so that when i have fallen asleep in death i may not be found troublesome to any one then shall i be a true disciple of jesus christ when the world shall not see so much as my body entreat the lord for me that by these instruments i may be found a sacrifice to god i do not as peter and paul issue commandments unto you they were apostles of jesus christ but i am the very least of believers they were free as the servants of god while i am even until now a servant but when i suffer i shall be the freedman of jesus christ and shall rise again emancipated in him and now being in bonds for him i learn not to desire anything worldly or vain chapter five i desire to die from syria even unto rome i fight with beasts both by land and sea both by night and day being bound to ten leopards i mean a band of soldiers who even when they receive benefits show themselves all the worse but i am the more instructed by their injuries to act as a disciple of christ yet am i not thereby justified may i enjoy the wild beasts that are prepared for me and i pray that they may be found eager to rush upon me which also i will entice to devour me speedily and not deal with me as with some whom out of fear they have not touched but if they be unwilling to assail me i will compel them to do so pardon me in this i know what is for my benefit now i begin to be a disciple and let no one of things visible or invisible envy me that i should attain to jesus christ let fire on the cross let the crowds of wild beasts 
let tearings, breakings, and dislocations of bones, let cutting off of members, let shatterings of the whole body, and let all the dreadful torments of the devil come upon me. Only let me attain to Jesus Christ. Chapter 6 By death I shall attain true life. All the pleasures of the world and all the kingdoms of this earth shall profit me nothing. It is better for me to die in behalf of Jesus Christ than to reign over all the ends of the earth. For what shall a man be profited if he gain the whole world but lose his own soul? Him I seek who died for us. Him I desire who rose again for our sake. This is the gain which is laid up for me. Pardon me, brethren. Do not hinder me from living. Do not wish to keep me in a state of death. And while I desire to belong to God, do not ye give me over to the world. Suffer me to obtain pure light when I have gone thither. I have, shall indeed be a man of God. Permit me to be an imitator of the passion of my God. If anyone has him within himself, let him consider what I desire, and let him have sympathy with me, as knowing how I am straightened. Chapter 7 Reason of Desiring to Die The prince of this world would fain carry me away and corrupt my disposition towards God. Let none of you, therefore, who are in Rome help him. Rather, be ye on my side, that is, on the side of God. Do not speak of Jesus Christ, and yet set your desires on the world. Let not envy find a dwelling place among you. Nor even should I, when present with you, exhort you to it. Be you persuaded to listen to me, but rather give credit to those things which I now write to you. For though I am alive while I write to you, yet I am eager to die. My love has been crucified, and there is no fire in me desiring to be fed. But there is within me a water that liveth and speaketh, saying to me inwardly, Come to the Father. I have no delight in corruptible food, nor in the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, the heavenly bread, the bread of life, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who became afterwards of the seed of David and Abraham. And I desire the drink of God, namely his blood, which is incorruptible love and eternal life. Chapter 8 Be ye favorable to me. I no longer wish to live after the manner of men, and my desire shall be fulfilled if ye consent. Be ye willing, then, that ye also may have your desires fulfilled. I entreat you in this brief letter. Do ye give credit to me. Jesus Christ will reveal these things to you, so that ye shall know that I speak truly. He is the mouth altogether free from falsehood, by which the Father has truly spoken. Pray ye for me, that I may attain the object of my desire. I have not written to you according to the flesh, but according to the will of God. If I shall suffer, ye have wished well to me, but if I am rejected, ye have hated me. Chapter 9 Pray for the Church in Syria
Remember in your prayers the church in Syria, which now has God for its shepherd instead of me. Jesus Christ alone will oversee it, and your love will also regard it. But as for me, I am ashamed to be counted one of them, for indeed I am not worthy, as being the very last of them, and one born out of due time. But I have obtained mercy to be somebody, if I shall attain to God. My spirit salutes you, and the love of the churches that have received me in the name of Jesus Christ, and not as a mere passer-by. For even those churches which were not near to me in the way, I mean, according to the flesh, have gone before me, city by city, to meet me. Chapter 10 Conclusion Now I write these things to you from Smyrna by the Ephesians, who are deservedly most happy. There is also with me, along with many others, Crocus, one dearly beloved by me. As to those who have gone before me from Syria to Rome for the glory of God, I believe that you are acquainted with them. To whom, then, do ye make known that I am at hand? For they are all worthy, both of God and of you, and it is becoming that you should refresh them in all things. I have written these things unto you on the day before the ninth of the calends of September, that is, on the twenty-third day of August. Fare ye well to the end, in the patience of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Smyrnians Translated by Lightfoot and Harmer Ignatius, who is also Theophorus, to the Church of God the Father, and of Jesus Christ the Beloved, which hath been mercifully endowed with every grace, being filled with faith and love, and lacking in no grace, most reverend and bearing holy treasures, to the Church which is in Smyrna of Asia, in a blameless spirit, and in the word of God, abundant greeting. I give glory to Jesus Christ, the God, who bestowed such wisdom upon you. For I have perceived that you are established in faith immovable, being, as it were, nailed on the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, in flesh and in spirit, and firmly grounded in love in the blood of Christ, fully persuaded as touching our Lord that he is truly of the race of David, according to the flesh but Son of God, by the divine will and power, truly born of a virgin, and baptized by John, that all righteousness might be fulfilled by him, truly nailed up in the flesh for our sakes under Pontius Pilate and Herod the Tetrarch, of which fruit are we, that is, of his most blessed passion, that he might set up an ensign unto all the ages through his resurrection, for his saints and faithful people, whether among the Jews or among Gentiles, in one body of his church. For he suffered all these things for our sakes, that we might be saved, and he suffered truly, as also he raised himself truly, not as certain unbelievers say, that he suffered in semblance, being themselves mere semblance. And according as their opinions are, so it shall happen to them, for they are without body and demon-like.
For I know and believe that he was in the flesh even after the resurrection. And when he came to Peter and his company, he said to them, Lay hold and handle me, and see that I am not a demon without body. And straightway they touched him, and they believed, being joined unto his flesh and blood. Wherefore also they despised death, nay, they were found superior to death. And after his resurrection he both ate with them and drank with them as one in the flesh, though spiritually he was united with the Father. But these things I warn you, dearly beloved, knowing that you yourselves are so minded. Howbeit I watch over you betimes, to protect you from wild beasts in human form, men whom not only you should not receive, but, if it were possible, not so much as meet them. Only pray for them, if haply they may repent. This indeed is difficult, but Jesus Christ, our true life, has power over it. For if these things were done by our Lord only in appearance, then I am also a prisoner only in appearance. And why then have I delivered myself over to death, to fire, to sword, to wild beasts? But near to the sword is near to God, in company with wild beasts, in company with God. Only let it be in the name of Jesus Christ, so that we may suffer together with him. I endure all things, seeing that he himself enableth me, who is perfect man. But certain persons ignorantly deny him, or rather have been denied by him, being advocates of death rather than of the truth. And they have not been persuaded by the prophecies, nor by the law of Moses, nay, nor even to this very hour by the gospel, nor by the sufferings of each of us severally. For they are of the same mind also concerning us. For what profit is it to me if a man praises me, but blasphemes my Lord, not confessing that he was a bearer of flesh? Yet he that affirms not this doth thereby deny him altogether, being himself a bearer of a corpse. But their names, being unbelievers, I have not thought fit to record in writing. Nay, far be it from me even to remember them, until they repent and return to the passion, which is our resurrection. Let no man be deceived. Even the heavenly beings, and the glory of the angels, and the rulers, visible and invisible, if they believe not in the blood of Christ, who is God, judgment awaits them also. He that receives, let him receive. Let not office puff, puff up any man, for faith and love are all in all, and nothing is preferred before them. But mark those who hold strange doctrine, touching the grace of Jesus Christ, which came to us, how that they are contrary to the mind of God. They have no care for love, 
none for the widow, none for the orphan, none for the afflicted, none for the prisoner, none for the hungry or thirsty. They abstain from Eucharist and prayer, because they allow not that the Eucharist is the flesh of our Saviour Jesus Christ, which flesh suffered for our sins, and which the Father of his goodness raised up. They therefore that gainsay the good gift of God perish by their questionings. But it were expedient for them to have love, that they may also rise again. It is therefore meet that you should abstain from such, and not speak of them either privately or in public, but should give heed to the prophets, and especially to the gospel wherein the passion is shown unto us, and the resurrection is accomplished. But shun the visions as the beginning of evils. Do all of you follow your bishop, as Jesus Christ followed the Father, and the priests as the apostles, and the deacons pay respect to as to God's commandment. Let no man do any thing pertaining to the church apart from the bishop. Let that be held as a valid Eucharist which is under the bishop or one to whom he shall have committed it. Wherever the bishop shall appear, there let the people be. Even as where Jesus may be, there is the Catholic Church. It is not lawful apart from the bishop either to baptize or to hold a love feast. But whoever, whatsoever he shall approve, this is well-pleasing also to God, that everything which you may do may be sure and valid. It is reasonable henceforth that we wake to soberness, while we still have time to repent and turn to God. It is good to recognize God and the bishop. He that honors the bishop is honored by God. He that does anything without the knowledge of the bishop renders service to the devil. May all things, therefore, abound to you in grace, for you are worthy. You refreshed me in all things, and Jesus Christ shall refresh you. In my absence and in my presence you cherished me. May God re recompense you, for whose sake if you endure all things, you shall attain unto him. Philo and Rias Agathopus, who followed me in the cause of God, ye did well to receive as ministers of, God, of Christ God, who also give thanks to the Lord for you, for, because you refresh them in every way. Nothing shall be lost to you. My spirit is devoted for you, as also are my bonds, which you despised not, neither were ashamed of them. Nor shall he, who is perfect faithfulness, be ashamed of you, even Jesus Christ. Your prayer sped forth unto the church which is in Antioch of Syria, from whence, coming a prisoner in most godly bonds, I salute all men, though I am not worthy to belong to it, being the very last of them. 
By the divine will was this vouchsafed to me, not of my own complicity, but by God's grace, which I pray may be given to me perfectly, that through your prayers I may attain unto God. Therefore, that your work may be perfected both on earth and in heaven, it is meet that your church should appoint for the honor of God an ambassador of God, that he may go as far as Syria and congratulate them because they are at peace and have recovered their proper stature, and their proper bulk hath been restored to them. It seemed to me, therefore, a fitting thing that you should send one of your own people with a letter, that he might join with them in giving glory for the calm which by God's will had overtaken them, and because they were already reaching a harbor through your prayers. Seeing you are perfect, let your counsels also be perfect. For if you desire to do well, God is ready to grant the means. The love of the brethren which are in Troas salutes you. From where also I write to you by the hand of Burrus, whom you sent with me jointly with the Ephesians your brethren. He hath refreshed me in all ways. And I would that all imitated him, for he is a sample of the ministry of God. The divine grace shall requite him in all things. I salute your godly bishop, and your venerable priesthood, and my fellow servants the deacons, and all of you severally and in a body, in the name of Jesus Christ, and in his flesh and blood, in his passion and resurrection, which was both carnal and spiritual, in the unity of God and of yourselves. Grace to you, mercy, peace, patience, always. I salute the households of my brethren with their wives and children, and the virgins who are called widows. I bid you farewell in the power of the Father. Philo, who is with me, salutes you. I salute the household of Gavia, and I pray that she may be grounded in faith and love, both of flesh and of spirit. I salute Alke, a name very dear to me, and Daphnus, the incomparable, and Eutechnus, and all by name. Farewell, in the grace of God. End of the letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Smyrnians. The Letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Trollians Translated by Lightfoot and Harmer Ignatius, who is also Theophorus, unto her that is beloved by God the Father of Jesus Christ, to the Holy Church which is in Trollus of Asia, elect and worthy of God, having peace in flesh and spirit through the passion of Jesus Christ, who is our hope, through our resurrection unto him. Which church also I salute in the divine plenitude after the apostolic fashion, and I wish her abundant greeting. I have learned that ye have a mind unblameable and steadfast in patience, not from habit, but by nature, according as Polybius your bishop informed me, who by the will of God and of Jesus Christ visited me in Smyrna, and so greatly did he rejoice with me in my bonds in Christ Jesus, 
that in him I beheld the whole multitude of you. Having therefore received your godly benevolence at his hands, I gave glory, forasmuch as I had found you to be imitators of God, even as I had learned. For when you are obedient to the bishop as to Jesus Christ, it is evident to me that you are living not like men, but like Jesus Christ, who died for us, that believing in his death ye might escape death. It is therefore necessary, even as your want is, that you should do nothing without the bishop. But be obedient also to the priests, as to the apostles of Jesus Christ our hope. For if we live in him, we shall also be found in him. And those likewise who are deacons of the mysteries of Jesus Christ must please all men in all ways. For they are not deacons of meat and drink, but servants of the church of God. It is right, therefore, that they should beware of blame as of fire. In like manner, let all men respect the deacons as if Jesus Christ, even as they should respect the, the bishop as being a type of the Father, and the priests as the council of God, and as the college of apostles. Apart from these, there is not even the name of a church. And I am persuaded that you are so minded as touching these matters. For I received the sample of your love, and I have it with me, in the person of your bishop, whose very bearing is a great lesson, while his gentleness is power a man to whom I think even the godless pay reverence. Seeing that I love you, I thus spare you, though I might write more sharply on his behalf. But I did not think myself competent for this, that being a convict I should order you as though I were an apostle. I have many deep thoughts in God, but I take the measure of myself, lest I perish in my boasting. For now I ought to be the more afraid, and not to give heed to those that would puff me up. For they that say these things to me are a scourge to me. For though I desire to suffer, yet I know not whether I am worthy. For the envy of the devil is unseen indeed by many, but against me it wages the fiercer war. So then, I crave gentleness whereby the prince of this world is brought to nothing. Am I not able to write to you of heavenly things? But I fear, lest I should cause you harm, being babies. So bear with me, lest not being able to take them in, you should be choked. For I also, albeit I am in bonds, and can comprehend heavenly things, and the arrays of the angels, and the musterings of the principalities, things visible and things invisible. I myself am not yet, by reason of this, a disciple. For we lack many things, that God may not be lacking to us. I exhort you, therefore, yet not I, but the love of Jesus Christ, Take only Christian food, and abstain from the strange herbage which is heresy. For these men do even mingle poison with Jesus Christ, 
imposing upon others by a show of honesty, like persons administering a deadly drug with honeyed wine, so that one who knows it not, fearing nothing, drinks in death with a baneful delight. Be therefore on your guard against such men, and this will surely be, if ye be not puffed up, and if ye be inseparable from God, Jesus Christ, and from the bishop, and from the ordinances of the apostles. He that is within the sanctuary is clean, but he that is without the sanctuary is not clean. That is, he that doeth, does anything without the bishop and priests and deacons, this man is not clean in his conscience. Not indeed that I have known of any such thing among you, but I keep watch over you betimes, as my beloved, for I foresee the snares of the devil. Therefore do ye arm yourselves with gentleness, and recover yourselves in faith, which is the flesh of the Lord, and in love, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Let none of you bear a grudge against his neighbor. Give no occasion to the Gentiles, lest by reason of a few foolish men the godly multitude be blasphemed. For woe unto him through whom my name is vainly blasphemed before some. Be deaf, therefore, when any man speaks to you apart from Jesus Christ, who was of the race of David, who was the son of Mary, who was truly born and ate and drank, was truly persecuted under Pontius Pilate, was truly crucified, and died in the sight of those in heaven, and those on earth, and those under the earth, who, moreover, was truly raised from the dead, his father having raised him, who in the like fashion will so raise us also who believe in him? His Father, I say, will raise us in Christ Jesus, apart from whom we have not true life. But if it were as certain persons who are godless, that is, unbelievers, say, that he suffered only in semblance, being themselves mere semblance, why am I in bonds, and why do I also desire to fight with wild beasts? So I die in vain. Truly, then, I lie against the Lord. Shun, therefore, those vile offshoots that gender a deadly fruit, whereof if a man taste, forthwith he dies. For these men are not the Father's planting. For if they had been, they would have been seen to be branches of the cross, and their fruit imperishable. The cross whereby he, through his passion, invites us, being parts of his body. Now it cannot be that a head should be found without members, seeing that God promises union, and this union is himself. I salute you from Smyrna together with the churches of God that are present with me, men who have refreshed me in all ways, both in flesh and in spirit. My bonds exhort you, which for Jesus Christ's sake I bear about, entreating that I may attain unto God. 
abide ye in your concord, and in prayer, one with another. For it becomes you severally, and more especially the priests, to cheer the soul of your bishop unto the honor of the Father, and to the honor of Jesus Christ and of the Apostles. I pray that ye may hearken to me in love, lest I be for a testimony against you by having so written. And pray also for me, who have need of your love in the mercy of God, that I may be vouchsafed the lot which I am eager to attain, to the end that I be not found reprobate. The love of the Smyrnians and the Ephesians salutes you. Remember in your prayers the church which is in Syria, whereof also I am not worthy to be called a member, being the very last of them. Farewell in Jesus Christ, submitting yourself to the bishop as to the commandment, and likewise also to the priests. And each of you severally love one another with undivided heart. My spirit is offered up for you, not only now, but also when I shall attain to God. For I am still in peril, but the Father is faithful in Jesus Christ to fulfill my petition and yours. May we be found unblameable in him. End of the letter of St. Ignatius of Antioch to the Trollians.